0: All right, guys. This is now episode five of the What I Believe podcast. Five episodes already. That's five more than I thought we'd get to, but you know we're here anyways. And in the stu- well, no, actually we do not have the studio today because um uh, we so it, it just burned to the ground. All of our equipment, it's gone.
1: Just blame Daniel.
0: <laughs> no, Daniel and Nathan. We'll just blame. No, them. we're just
1: gonna blame Daniel.
0: Oh, you just Daniel? Yeah, just Daniel. Just Daniel. Okay, yeah, just so just Daniel, Daniel uh, forgot to lock up one night. And all of our equipment got stolen. And now we've resorted to recording an episode on an iPad. So, you your lucky day, Jacob.
1: Yeah. You're speaking to an iPad. Fine by me.
0: <laughs> Alright, guys. Let's get started with episode 5 of the What I Believe podcast. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Maybe we should just like keep that recording, and we'll use that. Constantly
1: use that for every other episode. (laughs) 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 Yeah. All
0: right, guys. Well, welcome back. I have with me in this uh, music room or studio, however you want to call it, Mr. Jacob Barella. 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 It's good to be here. Yes, thank you for joining me. Uh, We've been both coming to this church. Forever. It seems like forever. We've had a lot of experiences here. Although I do, I would say though, I don't remember you that much growing up.
1: I remember you slightly. Yeah. I would see you, but I never talked to you. But that's a recurring theme for most of my friends. <laughs> that's because, the thing too. I mean, yeah.
0: I would probably, you probably saw me in the corner with a coloring book or something. <laughs> and then I was just like doing my thing and I just stayed there <laughs> in, yeah. in the corner the whole time.
1: Yeah, I was extremely shy and i didn't talk to anybody for the longest time so
0: at least until the teacher put on the the veggie tilt episode oh yeah and then the and TV.
1: then i'm singing along with larry with every single chance i get <laughs> uh, where's my hairbrush
0: <laughs> most underrated song ever
1: absolutely larry
0: larry the cucumber i mean the, those songs are just like
1: no no no,
0: no one else can compare it to it i mean no. i know i had sammy on this in this podcast but i mean sammy doesn't compare <laughs> larry the cucumber no too many classics with Larry, especially Larry Boy. Larry Boy, I mean,
1: who who, Larry
0: Boy. who had, I mean, I didn't grow up with Captain America or Iron Man. I grew up with Larry, grew up Boy. With Larry Boy. No Star Wars, but I grew up with Bible Man. <laughs> but, well,
1: I grew up with both. I had the, I had the prime life.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are such a nerd when it comes, people like to say you're a nerd when it comes to Star Wars, but I'm in that boat with you. We, yeah. You say we're fellow nerds. Yes. I always ask you. If you were to choose Lord of the Rings or Star Wars for the rest of your life, I'll just leave that there and let's come back to that. That's okay. One of those, I was gonna say like that's, <laughs> I don't have kids, but like that would have
1: to like compare to me choosing two of my children. Which one do I need to save? <laughs> which one do you sacrifice? Which yeah. one? Which one do, you which one do I, need? I accidentally toss into a volcano and never see again? <laughs>
0: oh. Because we're both we're
1: both nerds, Lord of the Rings,
0: Star Wars, and I mean we're both nerds. Well, maybe we'll get to that later on in the episode. But I brought you on for the uh, this episode because uh, we've been talking about this recently in previous episodes about serving, growing up, not necessarily a lot about growing up in the church, but a lot about serving in the church and wanting to give your time back to the Lord and a way of recognizing the way he's how much of an impact he's made on your life and you know dedicating your time whether that be through a big or small ministry in the church however big or small it may be the fact that you're willing to dedicate your time back to the Lord um, is important that I think we should all try to do in our lives Um, and even then if you can't find the time to do it in your church you know the way you're working for your real job a way how you know a way you can still give back to the lord even through that and we'll get into that but let's talk about you for a bit because you're a special guest for today <laughs> um what about for you like we, like i said we both grew up in this church for our whole lives so tell me like how is that different i mean you've been growing up here you've had a christian foundation your entire life I would say that's definitely not what everyone else has in common, especially with a lot. This, this this podcast is geared towards young adults, high school, middle school. So some of them may or may not be growing up as close as we are in this church. But at least for you, like tell me some of your experiences, like how much you've grown since you've Um, been attending this church your whole life practically
1: yeah i was basically born in like the dumpster in the back um (laughs) i I was uh well first off i I do want to get this out of the way because i'm sure it'll probably come up at some point um but two things um i'm a past, i'm a pastor's kid i'm a pk one of those dreaded those dreaded pks um but also uh i'm adopted so um i don't know how that actually plays into this right now, but <laughs> i mean so you were, come that, back to... you were found in that dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> I was found in the dumpster. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's, a, that's a whole crazy story in its own right. And if we get the chance to maybe talk about that, that'd be cool. But, um, you know, that's, that's part of my testimony more or less. But, um, yeah, being able to grow up in the church is something that's like, it is such a blessing. And, and, uh, people always give PKs like a bad rap, but like, like seriously, they're, like, ah, uh, it, it's hard to say because like, I don't want to say like, oh, it's harder for us, but like, do I I think something. Like a, do
0: you feel like a pressure is on? There's you? a
1: pressure, but also there's there's a whole other aspect to it, and I don't think a lot of people really consider is that like, being a pastor's son. The enemy is going to do everything that they possibly can, to stop, like your growth not just my growth but they're 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 trying to stop the work of the pastor Mm -hmm. and so usually what i have found uh the enemy doesn't attack the person my dad he'll attack me he'll attack my brother he'll attack my mom Mm -hmm. and and he'll choose to you know okay well you know i can make you hurt in one way or another but how much more is it going to hurt if my if your family is going to be hurting? Right. Because you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I found that that's all, always been the case. And so, like, I have a, for lack of better words, I have a heart for, like, pastor's kids. So, like, seeing, like, all the the, the young kids around here, like, you know, it's always something I try to keep in mind is to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, because you look at, you know, the different pastors that we have here, and they, they all have, you know, awesome kids. Um, but, you know, at least me personally, I, I have that knowledge as to where, like, how that affects you. And, and so it is an absolute blessing to grow up in the church, to grow and, and know about your Bible stories, your David and your Goliath. And, um, you know, one that I think we'll, we'll probably touch on later is probably uh, is First uh, Samuel 3 with, with Samuel, dedicating his life to the Lord and being in, the, in the, the house of the Lord at such a young age and being able to uh, serve him with, with all of his heart um, you know, you can look at that and, you know, that's what everyone wants their kid to be kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, definitely, I mean, I can say that that was probably the case with my dad, with, with me. Um, and I didn't follow through with that, to be completely honest. I mean, um, I was always here at the church, but it wasn't until like 2018, 20, late 2017, uh, that I really gave my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, because, I mean, like, See, this is the, this is where the pitfall can come in because you are so raised in the church. You're, you know, everything, right? You know, the Bible stories. you know, the lingo, you know, the Christianese, you can, you can talk your way into any conversation because you know everything. It's all, you know. Um, And so I found personally that like, I never lost my faith in God, like growing up through middle school, especially middle school, high school worst worst time um
0: yes as we've discussed in previous episodes yeah
1: it's that's those are the those are the trying times that's where the enemy really likes to reel people in because it's so easy Mm -hmm. because you're in such a you know public school i know you're talking about that in one of the other episodes and um you know having such an influence around you because you're obviously you're here at the church but you're only here for couple hours a week you know you're Mm -hmm. on wednesday you're here and sunday you're here growing up at least um and you're only here for two services Mm -hmm. the rest of the time you're out you're out in public school you're out in you know wherever you may be um right Mm -hmm. and so um having that like foundation i never had any doubt that you know god is real jesus is real all of that that was like embedded in my mind but the the idea of, oh, I can, I can talk the talk, but I can still do what I want to do. That was where like the real, like, that's where sin crept in Mm -hmm. because I I realized, okay, I can, I can fake it to make it as being a Christian. Um, And (laughs) it honestly, it it didn't Um, more so because, you know, um, like, I mean, when God got a hold of my life, like he got a hold of it and it was really cool. I, I remember, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a crazy testimony or anything. I was, I was literally in my bedroom and God spoke to me through uh, Proverbs. I forget which one now at the, at, off the top of my head, but um, it spoke exactly to the situation that I was in. And it, I was like, Lord, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I, I've, I've forsaken you for so long. Um, and so, but having that, that foundation, that rock that I could stand upon, um was so integral in my life um and if I didn't have that I definitely would be (laughs) on a totally different path right now um again talking about like the, the whole adoption thing like I think about that um I've had the opportunity um within the last two years or so to actually meet my birth family and it's been really cool um and I love them like so much um they're really like a huge blessing in my life um but I know that if I had stayed in that family, like I would be a totally different person, mm-hmm. um, totally different person. And, um, you know, I, you see God's hand on the whole situation um, just really like uh, I don't want to ramble on too long. I'm sorry, but no, you know, so basically when I was put up for adoption, my, my mom was very young and um, you know she couldn't take care of me. But, like, the prerequisite when she was putting me up for adoption was I want him to be in the house of a pastor. Mm -hmm. And, like, just that whole, like, aspect of it. Like, it's just God's hand on the whole thing. And so.
0: Was your mom a Christian? uh, She. Or did she knew that she wanted a better opportunity for you and she knew that a pastor would give you
1: that yeah so like my, my grandparents are actually the ones that really were like the ones that really wanted that mm-hmm. uh, my grandparents are christians and um while my mom is not she um essentially realized that like you know this this is a good thing basically like
0: yeah
1: you can't go wrong <laughs> even like you know a non-believer looking at oh yeah like let him be raised by a pastor that's cool like you know he's gonna have a uh a good upbringing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was blessed to, to have that. And, and again, you see God's hand throughout the whole thing and, um, placing me in the, uh, in the home of, of my mom and dad and, mm-hmm. um, doing the same thing with my brother. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, but looping it all back around to the foundation that I was, that I was thankfully placed upon. And even though I did wander away, um, for a solid amount of time, um, that foundation, God's word does not return void. God's God's word is uh, eternal, and it it never left my mind. A lot of the things that I, I grew up, you know, Jesus loves me, and uh, all of the different children's songs that I <laughs> I finally get the the chance to actually sing now with the kids, um, you know, it's such a uh, those those things are ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. That like Bible verses that my mom would you know teach me in like little tunes or whatever, and. Um, even something as like simple and fun as like VeggieTales, like I remember those those things stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, you know, being founded on that rock is so important. And I mean, like, I know, like, when I have kids someday, Lord willing, um, you know, like, that's going that's that's the one goal, and the, you know, to serve the God of my father. I think is. Uh, Solomon says you know, or David tells Solomon serve serve um, the Lord and to be able to set a child on the foundation on the rock um, is the most important thing that a parent can do mm-hmm. um, and again I'm I'm more than blessed to have um, the foundation that I was raised upon
0: What I think is most interesting is I mean really important testimony that you have I mean not a lot of kids can share or have that similar testimony as to where you got placed in the in the position that God wanted you to be in but what I think it is also interesting in building on like what we've said in previous other podcasts how you said like those verses or those songs that you had in your head you know you you went through it you you could say you went through the motions of it during your Youth and you know you're just having fun with it. It's a fun thing to do and read verses and memorize it, and you just do it just because of the emotions you're a kid. But then, like you said, when you realize later on in life how much they impact you and how much they mean when you're going through a trial or a situation, I think that's really important because we we tend to do that a lot of times. We Mm -hmm. just go through the most of it. Even as we're adults, we could just go through the emotions of it, and then like I said, we just don't realize it until we're faced with that situation that the enemy likes to throw at us. But another interesting thing I like with what you said is one of the things we also tend to forget sometimes, even in your case with your dad being a pastor, uh, we talked about this in the previous episode where the enemy is sly. Mm-hmm. The enemy likes to literally slither his way through certain situations, certain families. And you would think that for your dad being a pastor, the the enemy will tear tear him up uh just by one-on-one but no Mm -hmm. like you said you know the the end the enemy can work to ruin a pastor's career through their family friends Mm -hmm. or in other cases directly uh direct trials to the pastor and i think that's very interesting because i mean it's important that the enemy is only gonna stop you when you know you're doing God's work. Mm. You're doing God's work, the enemy knows that you're not on the path of lies, deceit, sin. Like he wants you to come back on that road. And when you're doing the father's will, that's when the enemy's going to attack you. That's what I think that's what we're all like to say a lot and I think it's important that's when you know if you're a Christian and you're not facing trials then you're not a christian then you're in trouble yeah, yeah. You, if you're not feeling anything like any sort of like testing i, I know i keep saying trials but tribulations i'll say another word but like it's not like that's all what the christian deals with i mean the christian has high high moments and low moments but those low moments are what strengthen you to achieve your high moments in the lord yeah and i think that's very important is what you said it's just like you said the 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 person is either going to be tested one-on-one or it could be around them and mm-hmm. they just don't know it and it could affect them. And that, I mean, ultimately the devil's main goal is to stop the word of God from yep. being taught. And especially in a pastor's position, pastors have a ginormous responsibility because they've literally taken, they've taken the pastor oath, you yeah. know, they they swore that, well, they don't swear on the Bible or anything, but <laughs> you know, they, they made a commitment to the Lord, uh, they devoted themselves to the Lord that they are going to preach the word. And if a pastor is in any way a cardinal Christian at all, one foot in the world, one foot in Christianity, <clears throat> sing, um, you know, they they do something like that. And they just, you know, would benefit from what the world has to offer, then that's not the main mission of the of the word you know, and not at all that's what the the world the enemy that's what they try to offer, try to bait them, and then eventually they get caught in something and you know there's plenty of situations of pastors have been caught cheating on wives or uh taking money from the church, you know all these things it all comes from the enemy mm-hmm. ultimately. And it works its way either outside or directly to the person, which I think is very important because this doesn't just apply to a pastor. You would say, you know, no, not at all. It applies to you, me, anyone in this church, anyone outside this church. You know, the enemy has a way of for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their weaknesses that the enemy knows, and the temptations that they he throws at you. It's important to realize what those temptations are and to know when to back away from it. Yeah, I think that's very important, but at least, uh, building up on that whole thing, you know, you being sk- uh, given to your family and your dad, you know, you went through your trials in high school, right? You know, it, it was a tough time for you. Yeah. You want to <laughs> explain a little bit about that? Like, cause were you, you, were you homeschooled?
1: I was, uh, so high school, high school was really weird for me. Um, I went to public school my whole life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, High school, for me, freshman year, half of half of my freshman year, I went to public school. And then uh, the second half, I did at-home study. Mm-hmm. So a laptop. It was through a thing called K-12.
0: Co- uh, the, the COVID online
1: school before? Before COVID. it was cool. I was I was the first. I was a pioneer. You started Zoom um, University. I started it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the second half of my freshman year. Uh, i did through the online schooling and then i went back to public school for my whole sophomore year and part of my junior year and then i went back to the online schooling again it was it was wild it was weird it was a very strange time of my life um i was like having some like health issues or whatever i don't it honestly i think it was more nervousness than anything else mm-hmm. at the time like i was like i can't do this i'm dying <laughs> but i mean i like looking back i'm like bro what was wrong with me <laughs> like nothing uh, i just didn't want to go to school mm-hmm. um and uh again like having like it, that was a bad time like i wasn't partying i wasn't you know doing anything that would perceive myself to be, again, I I knew the role, I knew the Christian ease and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the enemy has, again, like you said, his ways of getting people and, and, um, you know, he definitely had his way with me. And, and so, um, you know, being in like, just, you know, having no desire really to seek after the Lord, um, again knowing who he is knowing what he's done knowing um the work that he, he that he has done in my life because i mean for a solid amount of time i was serving like children's ministry and like stuff like that as a kid uh you know i but you know again i going to to school it, it really a lot of my friends you know uh just you know it deters you um unfortunately but um Absolutely. I mean, like, um, if I could, you know, do it all over again, I would try my hardest to, you know, not do that. But, um, you know, the things that we go through, they're for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the enemy, uh, wants to do one thing and God takes it and he uses it for his glory and his good. So, you know, I, I have, I don't like to dwell on, Oh, what if I was saved earlier? What if I never, you know, did this or that? It doesn't, doesn't matter because now I'm serving the Lord to my best ability, um, and, um, so, you know, trying to, to seek the Lord in everything that I do, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that, um, that's something I don't like to do on, more or less, but, so high school was, was an interesting time, I'm not gonna get too detailed into it, but, like, you know, normal high school stuff yeah um yeah just a lot of a lot of stupid stuff
0: you want you want some insight into the high school life just be sure to watch or watch be sure to listen to the first episode yeah that we had but i mean you, most definitely the things you experienced for you public high school i mean public high school is just you know everything's that the end we could throw at you, it's oh, there, yeah. it's there, <laughs> it's there. I mean, I I just remember um with my family, like when they were,
1: because I was I was
0: homeschooled K through eighth grade. I like to say K through twelve, but I <laughs> had to cut it off at eighth grade because I was homeschooled K through eighth grade. But my parents wanted to put me in a in a school because of ROTC reasons and athletic reasons, because it's really hard to play athletics when you're homeschooled. I mean, other than like a travel <laughs> ball team, but yeah, um. But anyway, so no, they put me in, a, they tried to find me a school that was decent and was good and we did find it, uh, and, but it was a private school and that school, so small, I've mentioned that uh, it was Lutheran High School. It's such a small school, probably when I went there my freshman year, it was a total of like 110 oh, geez. <laughs> from a freshman and a senior. Dang. So it was just really small, but it's a small Lutheran school private and you would think that's fine just for a kid coming from k through eighth grade of being homeschooled well that's a humongous that was a humongous <laughs> step for me i was just like really big i remember going there my first day i'm nerdy boy with a <laughs> notebook and probably like five foot nothing but you know it, it was just it was crazy but you know despite those factors compared to a regular public high school with you know up the wazoo of people different types of people and different types of trials you know public compared to that school you would think they're you know okay it's not that bad you know you Mm -hmm. should be doing fine no 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 it's it's still like the trials that you face for me the the things i saw and experienced at that time i'm pretty sure you could say it's only a fraction of what it's like in public school but still like I said, the enemy knows your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go to, public or private, Christian or non-Christian. Uh, with this last episode I had with my brother, you know, he was talking about, oh yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, going to a school that's uh, not not Christian because I can stand out more. And I'm like, well, who's to say that you? That's not the same at a Christian school as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the enemy yeah. <laughs> like to disrupt the the preaching and the spreading of the word of God whether that be in a Christian um, college or high school or in a non-Christian college mm. or high school, the fact that there's trials wherever you go, I think is quite, quite important, but as a way to stay devoted, I mean, like, like we say, we've grown up in this church, you having a pressure role of pastor kid, <laughs> you, you, um, despite that though, we've been involved in uh, different ministries here and that I want to lead on to this next subject of just, uh the idea of serving how serving the lord in our case we'll talk about how we do it in the church but i want to talk about how it could be done even outside the church hmm. in your own job or at home or whatever you know but let's start with us you know Let, let's start with you like what you say you first started with uh children's ministry
1: i was in children's ministry for a while because my mom was a teacher and so um something i, I didn't mention fully but I kind of alluded to it earlier, it was like I was the most antisocial person in the world up until up until like the Lord was like, you're a Christian now. (laughs) Um, Up until that point, I would not say a word. I didn't talk to anyone. Um,
0: Were we part of the same
1: club? Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) And now here we are. And now here we are talking on a podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Who would have thought? Not <laughs> us. Um, and so, like, yeah. And honestly, like, looking back, like, to not to not to go fully back, but like looking back at the high school thing, like, if I was like even a quarter, even a fraction of like, I'm I'm not the most sociable guy now, but like I try my best to be. I would put zero effort in before, but like my life could have been so much different. <laughs> oops and my life, my life could have been so much different if i was even like slightly sociable in high school like who knows what kind of stupid trouble i would have gone into but you know um so like honestly like i look at my antisocialness prior to this as being super uh like just the lord yeah
0: <laughs> yes yeah. the lord Literally shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like
1: it's not your time, kid. But so back to serving. I would only I would only hang around my parents. Uh-huh. I didn't really know anybody here. I did, like I would see certain people, I'm I know that guy, or I know that guy. But I would just like, oh, I wish I could be friends with them, but I i don't want to make the effort, kind of thing. We could have been friends um, a long time. We could have been friends a long time ago. <laughs> but um, you know, God didn't didn't have that in store yet. So um you know, again, hanging out with my mom only or my dad only, I would help out my mom with children's ministry. She would teach uh, kindergarten or like first grade, and then I kind of got I got real brave and I went to two year olds like by myself, and I was like, "I'm a big boy. I got this." Being <laughs> like you know, twelve years old, <laughs> um, twelve year old taking on yeah, twelve year old taking on two year old. Um, so, you know, that was fun. Um, so yeah, I started with children's ministry. I have. I love the children's ministry. I, I, it is such an awesome, uh, thing. Uh, I'm not too involved with it now as much as I once was. Um, but, um, I, I do thankfully, uh, um, I do a lot of the puppet work at the, for the, the YouTube channel, the, the Calvary Chapel kids channel. Uh, it's just fun. I get to do a couple characters, uh, which is a huge blessing. Um, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm I am somewhat involved with children's ministry, kind of sorta. I'm Steve. Could probably be like, no, nah, he's not part of children's ministry. <laughs> um, but I do he's I do a, worship he, with them every now and then. He's just involved. my tag along. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a guy. We just we let him do his thing. We just yeah. it works out. <laughs> yeah, um, I thankfully get to do worship with them uh, as well. Um, which that's a huge blessing. I love doing worship with the kids. Um, and so I, nowadays. Um, I'm involved with uh, a few ministries. Quite a few. (laughs) Quite a few, yeah. You really Um, took on
0: that pastor's kid role.
1: (laughs) (laughs) too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, uh, let's see. Um, Well, first off, my my job is, I thankfully am am blessed to to work here. Um, And I I clean the chapel. Um, And you talked about, like, you know, the cleaning of the toilets and all that um and so uh yeah that's me that's 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 me um and as a kid
0: do you ever remember patsy when we were kids and we would uh, you know patsy patsy's like a drill sergeant in the kids classroom
1: you know when
0: you walked in and you didn't get a bible or you forgot your bible she would give you one but i always remember she'd say Next time you forget a Bible, I'm gonna give you a toothbrush, and you're gonna go in those
1: bathrooms and clean the toilets <laughs> with a toothbrush. I was never told that. Um, I was a okay, good it was just kid. me. It was I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I was never told that. But Patsy's like, like my third mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's awesome.
0: She's like the mom to all. of us <laughs> She is, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um,
0: but yeah, so you're involved with, or you, your
1: your job
0: here. My is job here janitorial. is that, yeah.
1: I mean, that's the first ministry that I more or less serve in. Um, I am involved with New Thirst, uh, which is the drug and alcohol and addiction ministry. Um, I lead worship in, in, in that um, ministry on Tuesday nights. Wednesday, I'm here with uh, high school um, slash worship. So, but uh, I, I love the high school ministry. That's primarily where I am um, with, regarding uh, you know what ministries I serve in now. Uh, everything is kind of like revolved around high school, kind of sort of ish not really. Awkward. but um yeah, high school slash worship if if they need worship, I'm there. Um, and then uh, Thursdays we got young adults. Um, I'm served there as well. Um, I love that ministry that that place has a, a very, very special place in my heart. Um, and that's about it, I think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
0: But you're always here, though. Every I'm day. I'm here every day. <laughs> you're here every day, with the
1: exception of most Saturdays. I'm usually not here, but um, yeah, I'm I'm always here. This is I'm I'm here at the chapel more than my actual house, so um, you know it, it, that is a a, a massive blessing. Um, and honestly, like you were talking about, like redeeming the time that we wasted or I wasted um, during like my high school years and all that, and like being able to take that time, I. I want to give the lord everything that i have like i don't i would rather be here Mm -hmm. serving um than doing most things honestly i mean like um and that's i'm grateful for that like that's not by me (laughs) um that's purely like the lord like giving me a driving force to serve him um and you know i'm I'm very grateful for that um yeah i'm i'm blessed to to be a part of some very very awesome ministries under under some amazing people and, and serving alongside some amazing people it's awesome
0: I would say uh, what one thing I want to add to the things that we did because I was actually part of it too um, when I found out about it um, but w- this could also go into a survey but also if not I just want to address this point like on your perspective as well during covid you know we we are all at home and I think we went home in March and I think our first like time we could have like come back together under that tent was probably in July I would say when Wade started the pursuit again Mm -hmm. under that tent and for church and everything so it was like a long time we were at home and but one things that was beneficial to a lot of people I would hope and you know was the devotions that we had each week yeah we had those zoom devotions for you know they had for men's and women's for it was for the high school ministry though i remember but we always had those each week on zoom just to like encourage us and remind us each week of you know the lord's presence Mm. in our lives and a verse or something that stood out we would give our little spiel on things and that's honestly it honestly inspired me to want to at first do it on my Mm. instagram i only have two of them on there but it's what inspired me to want to do this podcast and do and do um devotions each week that's why I like to do it because it blessed me so much during the COVID era when we had them because it for one it was like hey finally there's another person I can look at you know (laughs) but um other than that you know it was still a way to like I said be refreshed in the word reading of the word and get a new perspective on a new passage or something but and your perspective, like how much, how beneficial or how much of a blessing that was, because you led some yourself,
1: you know? Yeah, I had the blessing of being able to do that. Um, and, um, yeah, those, those honestly were, like, you know, the anchors in, like, a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, um, those were a lot of, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, those, those were, like, such important parts of the whole lockdown period because we didn't have church we didn't have fellowship and the the closest thing we had was was that um
0: other than watching wade or sean yeah but there's also
1: like a disconnect to that so like but like so when you're doing it through like a zoom meeting which i mean as much as i like look back now or like during the time sorry during the actual thing i'm like i hate this this is dumb (laughs) we're doing this like there's no like actual like interaction but like looking back like i'm grateful for those like Um, because it it was the fellowship that, you know, it wasn't necessarily in person. Um, and it obviously would be better if it was in person, but, you know, that is what we had. And, um, that was something that was, uh, very monumental and just kind of like keeping you rooted and grounded in the word because otherwise, again, I mean, obviously you have your own personal time with the Lord and that's awesome. And, you know, never forsake that for something else, but, um, Again, obviously, like you need fellowship, and you need to have that time where you're with other believers, um, and that was the only way we could do it, and it worked mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, unless um, they we ran out of time or something, <laughs> yeah. and the whole thing would shut down on us. Happened a few times, but um, yeah, those were those were instrumental in in really just like keeping, I'd say most people in the word, um, in whatever facet they needed to be. Um, it was, yeah, it was very important. I am glad that we did those. I wouldn't mind doing them again. Like now I think it'd be kind of cool, but uh, I know that they serve their purpose for their time. And hopefully we don't ever have to go back into lockdown again and do that again. But, hopefully not. um, yeah, so, you know, they, they serve their purpose and I think it was really good. Uh, and it, it is a, a good way of encouraging other believers to, you know, spend time with the Lord on your own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's almost um, it was like a launching off point kind of thing. Like here, here's this, you know, continue on on your own. Here's here's first Corinthians chapter one. Now read the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that that was uh, the case for a few of the the studies that we would do um, through that through that time, um, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: those those Devos and among us is what kept me going through covid <laughs> yeah uh, among us when among us took off yeah. pretty much in popularity and then
1: and there's you know, a lot of things that just took off yeah and ex- like unexpectedly during covid yeah like zoom yeah and among us
0: yes those are the two factors that like I said got me through COVID. <laughs> but you know now it's a let's you turn the sucker around but you know <laughs> taking this back to servants you know we we were given that opportunity to meet together, but most importantly, it gave other people the opportunity to make the best out of a worse situation that mm-hmm. COVID, in a way that we were able to grow spiritually, not only as the listener, but also for you. In, in some cases, you were the preacher, you know, mm-hmm. pastor kid. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, we were given the opportunity to grow together, which I think was so important. But ultimately, you were serving the Lord in that capacity as well as other capacities and. Um, like you said, you do high school, you do janitorial service, you do worship, you do children's ministry for some time, but wh- how would you say that time spent, how much has it built your faith?
1: Oof, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: because you can just say, compared to, let's just say I'm not the pastor's kid, and, or let's just say I'm the pastor's kid and I didn't serve in anything, but you, just so say you're not a pastor's kid, but you served in a lot of ministries. Does that make me? Are you at my level, or as a pastor's kid, am I expected to do more? Like, let's go through the like those norms or like Oof. anything like that, you know. But ultimately, how much it has impacted your your ministry and like your faith.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, being a pastor's kid, I think it it has more of a kind connot- of negative connotation a lot of the time. Um, but um, you know, it, it is something that is only important in the eyes of man Mm -hmm. and it's not something that matters to be completely honest like you know god can use you know guy a and guy b exactly the same it depends on completely their their desire to serve the lord Mm -hmm. and um you know i um the, the being able to serve um has been such a uh, a huge blessing because, you know, I, we have <laughs> such a, a great debt to the Lord for what he's done for us. And, you know, I, I again, I try my, my darndest to to do everything I can, anything I can for the Lord. Um, you know, I would try, if there's something that needs to be done, I, I try to be the one that can, can do that. I'm um, not trying to puff myself up in any way, but that's just kind of like what the Lord that the, the vision that the Lord has given me just, you know, serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you look at Jesus and, um, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. It's John nine, no, 13, 12, 11, it's in there somewhere yes. i forget i i'm blanking right now but um, open that bible open, i don't have it with me
0: no i'm telling the viewer or listen, why <laughs> yeah you open
1: hear? open the bible you listeners and <laughs> find <laughs> find where jesus washes the disciples feet and that is the perfect example of what being a servant is and mm-hmm. um you know we we are so you know where it's it's such a, a uh, I don't know what the word is <laughs> um, it's, to have the, the, the creator of the universe come and serve us is mind-boggling mind-boggling it doesn't yes. make sense mm-hmm. and to, you can't wrap your mind around it um, and you add on top of that that the creator of the universe the creator of you the creator of me he came down and he, he died <laughs> for us he sacrificed his only son for us Oh, I could, I could serve the Lord every second of my life Mm -hmm. and I could live to be a hundred and I could live to be a hundred thousand years old and I would still be in debt. Like it's, there is no way of repaying that, but I know, I know the God I serve and, and the way, you know, in any way that I can serve him, I take that opportunity and I want to, um, make him pleased in, in any way that i can
0: because at least that he did for all of us was give us the opportunity to have eternal life exactly by dying on that cross yeah we're all like you said you can live to a hundred thousand years old but you're still in debt to sin yeah sin is what is what separates us from the love of god But most importantly the wages of sin is death mm-hmm. what we do every single day the sins we commit matter how big or how small it is i mean you you lied to me you said you weren't available then you you came so you're a a, you know we sin every day but you know when we sin like i said we we are deserving of death hell condemnation Mm -hmm. all the above if you want to say it's a multiple choice all the above (laughs) but the lord just literally comes in and just cuts it all down and says no we because i took the place of you on that cross now you have the opportunity to have eternal mm-hmm. life. All your sins, boom, gone. Forget about it. Yeah. You know, you have a brand new life in me. You have a new creation in me, and that's like what ultimately, like you're, like you're saying, it's why you, we serve. That's what we do. Yeah. Is what we do. What we do, mm-hmm. not in complaint or in uh, what's the word? It's not like you're complaining or. You you view this as like some tedious task that you do because uh, your dad is a pastor or anything, or <laughs> because I go I've been going to this church a lot and Pastor Walt tells me do something. You know, yeah. We're not doing this for man. We're doing this out of thank thankfulness and gratitude to mm-hmm. the Lord for His yeah. ultimate sacrifice.
1: Colossians says, you know, do everything unto the Lord. Don't do anything for eye service or um, for man to see, but do everything because. Of what the Lord's done for you, basically, and um, you know, it's something it, you mentioned it, It's kind of like a side note, but um, you know, it, it's we have such a a, a wonderful um, Savior that we can, we know is um, because even though we have this great debt, um, the 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 part that always boggles my mind we were talking earlier about how um, you know it, you're in trouble as a Christian if you're not in, in trials or tribulations and all that mm-hmm. um, you know I, and there's a, a certain portion two portions of scripture that I really love um, the book of Job is you look at chapter 1 and 2 of that specifically chapter 1 and you see a man that is um, who is serving the Lord wholeheartedly loves him and, and is a righteous man. And Satan comes in, waddles on into the, the throne room of God, which I, I, I can't wrap my head around that sometimes too. Um, but you, you, you know, he comes in and he says, hey, um, you know, let me at him. And because he was such a righteous man, he, um, he, he made, he made it through, basically, and and um, you look in in Luke twenty four, I believe it is. Um, uh, it's the second time we see this same exact kind of thing happen, where um, Jesus goes up to Peter and he says, "Hey, uh, Peter, Satan's asked to sift you like wheat. Mm-hmm. He's asked to. Uh, he wants to destroy you, and you can almost picture it again. Satan waddling up into the the." The throne room of God saying, look, that one, the one that's the one that said that he will never leave your side. That's what I'm going to go after. I want him. And Jesus says, you know, have at him. But Jesus says. Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you mm-hmm. and. um." I know this is like a side tangent, I'm sorry, but um, just the thought of of what Jesus has done for us and what he does for us on a daily basis. Satan can come up and say, Noah, I want Noah. I want to take him down. Um, and he can, and the Lord allows it. And nothing, nothing that we go through isn't through the hand of God. God knows everything that we're going through. He never gives us anything that we cannot Handle, um, which is awesome because I know that I'd be dead by now. <laughs> Otherwise, obviously. Um, and so Satan can come up. Look at Noah. Look at Jacob. Look at all the stupid and like all the bad things Jacob has done. But in Romans 8, it talks about how Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And so Satan's there. Being the accuser of the brethren that he is, saying, "Look at all these stupid things that Jacob's done. Look at look at how much of a sinner he is," and I'm imagining like God on the throne, just kind of listening, and Jesus is there on the right hand, and just saying, I'm "Like, look, Dad. Like, look what I did. Like, white as snow. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about those things. That debt that we are in is something that." will always be on my mind. Um, And uh, it's such a wonderful thought, you know, that we have an intercessor um, and that he loves us so much that he um, will consistently, you know, cast our sin as far as the East is from the West. And um, it's such a wonderful thing. And um, so again, like to, to wrap it back around to servanthood, like the disciples tell Jesus, "Where else would we go?" Mm-hmm. And that's exactly like the boat that I'm in. Yeah. Um, and like, what else? What What does the world have to offer? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You're not going to have anything uh, to to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's there is nothing but sin. And again, as you said, the wages of sin are death. Mm-hmm. But we have life abundant. We have life eternal in Christ um, and and even then like we don't serve God for like that's an added blessing yeah. <laughs> like that's an added bonus like oh like you we've you've done all this for me and I'm gonna serve you in whatever way I can but you're also gonna give me eternal life <laughs> and you're also gonna you know give us you know, a crown a crowns for whatever you know, things we do and, um, you know, we'll be given a new body, we'll be given new bodies, streets of gold, (laughs) like all these things, new heaven, new earth, all for free, all for free. Mm -hmm. But also we get to be in the presence of our savior Mm -hmm. and that alone, if heaven was like a pile of dirt and it was just with Jesus, like, that's fine. (laughs) But like, it's, it's the, it's the cherry on top. It's the whipped cream. And like, Everything else just made it like, it's just, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. um, how much the Lord loves us. Um, and again, we do it not for those things, but we do it for the Lord. Um, you know, it, it's such a, it's such a weird, <laughs> the paradox of Christianity. It's, yeah. it's, it's strange, but.
0: One thing I, I like to add to that, I mean, we could, I mean, I know I said at the beginning, this episode was for like servanthood and everything, but we can really say, we I mean, I honestly call this episode spiritual debt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah.
0: the only way to be that servant, you're not in Jacob's case born or you're a pastor's kid. You know, you're not just because you go to a church, that means, okay, you have to serve some yeah. way or somehow, you know, you have to realize those spiritual debts that you have in your heart. That is like, I would say the, the seed, that plants that's planted in your mind and you realize how much of a debt you owe to the Lord. That is what leads you to servanthood, not Mm -hmm. just doing it because the pastor's kids doing it or because (laughs) it looks cool. I mean, Scott looks cool, uh, serving with this high school. So I want to go join because I I like Scott. He's a funny (laughs) dude or something, you know, it's nothing to where it's like, you go through the motions of it or you just do it because everyone else is. It's Mm -hmm. when you realize how much of a, um, uh, much of a, Like I said, gratitude that you owe to the Lord. Yeah. Like I said, that that's what I think leads you. But another thing I want to add, you know, when we're serving, we have a purpose, right? You know, at the end of John, when Jesus is eating fish and drinking Starbucks with the disciples (laughs) after he was raised from the dead, and he's asking Peter, you know, that that verse that says, you know, do you love me? Mm -hmm. You know, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. You know, these when jesus repeats this to peter he's telling him he's like basically leading him and molding him into like this is what i want you to do this is how you're gonna serve me you're gonna for sure amen you're gonna watch over my sheep yeah. that's honestly what we do you, i mean how how am i tending sheep by scrubbing toilets or something you know <laughs> or yep. how am i tending sheep or feeding sheep by you know i don't know whatever taking mm-hmm. out the garbage I'm just naming these things Is what you do, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's just like no matter how big or how small it is, you realize that you're doing this because you go to a church or you're part of a ministry that's sole purpose is to bring in those sheep mm-hmm. every single day. So you may not be directly leading someone, a criminal or whoever, <laughs> to the Lord by scrubbing the toilets or mm-hmm. anything like that, but you're preparing the way mm-hmm. for the sheep to come in, and that is, I think, one way we could view that portion of scripture when jesus tells peter you know be be that person who watches my sheep and tends my sheep and feeds my sheep you know Mm -hmm. that could be applied to almost every ministry that you're a part of in church yeah he would say
1: absolutely yeah and proverbs talks about like know the state of your flock Mm -hmm. and like you know it, it things that may seem like menial tasks um obviously yes you're you're doing it for the lord but like it's it's a blessing to the congregation as well and um you know in whatever way again back to the simple fact of of jesus washing the disciples feet like the the lowest the lowest thing that someone can do basically like you know
0: back in the times of, of jesus time of jerusalem that was like a common thing to her a person comes to your house, yeah. you have to, the, the slave would do it though. Yeah. The, the least yeah. Thing you do is wash their feet.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, just, just to see that, that, um, representation of what a servant looks like. Um, you know, the son of man has, has come to serve, not to be served. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, being a Christian's, it, it means to be, a little Christ to, to be like Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, and so whatever, you know, Jesus could have easily, why would I wash your feet? You know, that's, that's too, that's too high for me. Or that's too low for me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, I'm the king, you know? And, um, but that's, that's not so. I mean, and that can, if you, if that is the mindset in ministry, if you do ministry for any other reason than serving the Lord and serving the people, You're not going to last. It's not, that is just a fact. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but you can look at any task um, that is, you know, to be done uh, (laughs) cleaning the toilets and doing tech and, uh, you know, teaching children's ministry or uh, doing worship for children's ministry or doing worship on main stage or, you know, even up to, teaching the word you know from pu- the pulpit there's no difference in god's eyes serving is serving mm-hmm. um and
0: like i said earlier there's no scoreboard there's no scoreboard God, God exactly you in heaven you know what you have what you're willing to give that when you when the lord sees that you're giving all that you have no matter how big or how small it is he, as long as he knows it comes from your heart yeah so it's like when the pharisee prayed and the the woman the little hebrew woman came in and gave a mic, mm-hmm. you know? The Lord saw what was in her heart, yeah. knowing that she gave everything she had. Yeah. Know?
1: And I mean, you can have a pastor who teaches a great message, but with the wrong heart. <laughs> and you can have somebody who, again, using the, the toilets as, as the bottom of the example, <laughs> always is the case. But you know, you have a pastor that teaches a great message in the eyes of man, and but has the wrong heart. And a man who or woman who, who decides to clean a restroom, but with a good heart, who, gets, who has the blessing, you know? <laughs> You know, it, one you can you can do so many things in the eyesight of man, and it will not your reward. That's your reward. Mm-hmm. There's that's it. Um, but it, having the mindset of again, I I love Colossians three. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But it says do everything um, with a heavenly mind mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, have have we need to have an eternal mindset. You know, to I'm cleaning this toilet right now. Yeah, but. Again, that cleaning that toilet, someone's gonna come to the church and be like, "Hey, church is pretty clean. I'll stay here." (laughs) You know, I mean, it can be something as simple as that, Um, or like you know, on the other side of that, you know, you can come to a church that isn't taken care of because there isn't a heart to serve, and that is shown. Mm -hmm. The bathrooms will be dirty, and you know, or whatever. Um, You know, uh, it all comes down to. The heart in uh, again in first samuel it talks about um god does not look at the outward man so you can do you can do all sorts of things for the the side of a man and it won't mean anything because that's not what the lord's looking at again yeah. it's it's purely the heart again you look at solomon i'm sorry uh saul and david saul was this you know six foot six you know i don't know how tall he was but you know, he it says that he was taller than the rest. He was a head above everyone else. He was um dark skinned and handsome and, and uh like he was he was the ultimate like Chad. He was just he was just there, you know, and and like everyone was like, That's the king. Even Samuel was like, Yeah, this guy looks like a king. And then you have David, who is a little scrawny, you know, fourteen year old basically um, me my freshman year yeah <laughs> like, crony, five foot nothing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing a harp <laughs> yeah playing a harp in the in the the fields with you know being a shepherd which is you know again one of those things it's very you know considered to be lowly in the in the the hierarchy of of, of that time and you you have a, a man who was humble and you see again if you have any other mindset in ministry um, in serving the Lord, if it's not for the Lord, you have, you look at Saul, he's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. You see, he started out. Okay. And then just boom, you know, straight down. Um, and then, whereas you look at somebody like David who, yes, he had his ups and downs. Yes. He had his failures. Yes. He had his, um, his plenty of trials and, and times of, of suffering and loneliness. And, um, but he's all more the man for it. I mean, and and so um, that's the kind of man that God looks for. Mm-hmm. The one with the right heart, a man after God's own heart, um, a man that that, no matter what um, happens uh, around him, um, he can inquire of the Lord. Um, and I've, again, I mean, David is, was far from a perfect man, but uh, you look at the, the sheer difference between the the acting of Saul and his his blatant disobedience um, to the Lord, um, putting on uh, roles that he shouldn't. He tried to be a priest at one point, and you know he tried to uh, even you know obviously kill David and um, t- touch God's anointed. And, and you look at the complete opposite of David not accepting the armor of Saul, not not accepting the the role that he was not supposed to be. And then you look at him not touching the hand, the the anointed one of God. And you just see the, the complete difference between these two men that, um, it can be clear templates for those serving in ministry. You don't want to be like a soul. You don't want to have, um, you don't want to be the one that everyone looks at like, Hey, that's the one. That's the guy. Look at, look at him. He's, he's perfect for this or that. Um, in the eyes, in the side of men, you, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The sight of the Lord, the heart is the thing that matters, and and so, serving has nothing to do with your ability, but your availability. It has complete, um, you know. <laughs> I know that yeah. you know. There's a, a bunch of things that I've done. Like again, like, God took the most antisocial, like weird kid, and and has, I, and now I'm able to like, again only by the grace of god like minister to high school kids like Mm -hmm. um which is still scary sometimes i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um but uh you know it's you know to have the right mindset to to have the right heart um is the only way to literally survive in ministry
0: and you could say you can take that to not only in the church but in like in say in another sense like in your job outside of the church for people who have like jobs outside the mm-hmm. church, whatever. Um, and they want to be a servant to the Lord. You don't have to do these like things inside the church to be a servant. It, it honestly, you could just be that light in your workspace to your friends, to your coworkers, wherever. And being that light, ultimately you're serving the Lord because if you weren't, you're not considered light. Yeah. You're considered to be in the world yeah. with everyone else. But you stand out and your coworkers or whoever, your boss maybe, sees that, sees the joy that you can have or how through tough trials you persevered and that joy still sticks with you. Yeah, It's something that could open the door mm-hmm. to potential things. So it's not just limited to just
1: church. Yeah. Min- ministry is so much larger than the four walls of, of the chapel. Ministry is is in whatever way you serve God. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be inside the church at all. Um, you can serve God at home, you know. Um, often, Oftentimes that is the first ministry of, of a lot of people. A lot of people don't have saved families. And, um, you know, being able to go to church and serve here and then going home and then having to deal with, you know, a mom that's not saved, a dad that's not saved. A uh, brother, sister, you know, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, anybody, and family, friends, even, um, that's its own ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, serving God is so much more than just. There's no, uh, there is no like box of serving the Lord. Like,
0: there's no layout it, of There's
1: no layout. There's nothing. There's, it's just whatever you do. You do it wholeheartedly unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're serving God. Yeah. You can again simply. You can be waiting uh, a table. You know. You can be. That's what Stephen did um, in in the book of Acts. He was he was a waiter, um, basically, and he was the first martyr of the church. And and
0: Matthew was a tax collector. Matthew
1: was a tax collector. You, you, it, yeah, there's so many different. Um, you know. There there is no. There is no box of ministry, and I think sometimes people can get that in their mind like oh, I'm not serving God because I'm not at church right now or something and and you know there the way that you serve here should have no difference in the way that you serve your family, your friends your coworkers anybody um the same Jesus that is here at the chapel the same Jesus that's with you at work or mm-hmm. in school or wherever you are um and um you know he'll never leave you or forsake you and you know that's something that i think i think that sometimes can get um people get confused about sometimes like oh, i'm not not serving god because i'm not i don't work at the church or whatever like i don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um
0: like you said i think that's really important it it starts at the home it starts most Mm -hmm. importantly it starts in your heart when Mm -hmm. you realize that you're being called something one thing that we always want to say is if you're going to go into a ministry or you're going to be serving it's always best to pray and Mm -hmm. seek God's guidance as to where he might take you but that is literally the Lord taking you out of a situation that you're in realizing that like all the like we said earlier the the, the spiritual debt that you owe to the Lord well technically he already paid it for you but you're Mm -hmm. just giving back to him it starts in the heart it starts in the home ministering to your family, being a light to your family, and you don't have to get the green light at home to move on. I mean you can start working and growing in your church and your ministry, but it's all like we said, it's important that you continue that growth with the Lord because I mean things may not work out over time in regards to your family seeing your your ministry or your light or your friends or whatever. Like It doesn't work out right away. I think with Rawl and Dale, Dale didn't hop on for a while Mm -hmm. because Rawl first got saved and eventually Dale came to know the Lord. And all these stories of people, you know, getting saved from early to like the last second they're alive and they get saved. You know, there's no set time as to when a person can get saved or when your like light runs out like your light should never run out there's no expiration or anything on it it should continue forever but you know as time goes on the ministries you're a part of you growing your spiritual walk you're able to develop some of the things that could ultimately it's like part of a toolbox i would Mm say in different situations you're going to pull out a different tool to help fix a certain situation a need or someone's going through something a verse a song or whatever and eventually over time as we've been saying, like this is all tying together. Like these yeah. are all like the seeds that get yep. planted. The seed gets planted, and uh, for me at least, I want to be a teacher when I uh, mm. when I'm like cause that's one of my first jobs I want to do. But one of the things I want to do not only is teach mathematics, but be that person who plants the seeds, mm. especially in this generation of students and kids. As we've been discussing with pretty much every single episode, I would say about a different perspective of trials and everything but the kids in today's generation they're going through a lot of they're being exposed to a lot of things early yeah and so when you're able to plant the seeds in their heads at a young age whether it's middle school high school kindergarten whatever i went completely backwards but whatever <laughs> um you know <laughs> you plant those seeds early and like you like we said over time
1: mm-hmm.
0: it will mean something in the end it's not go back void. Yeah, exactly. It does not it does not go avoid ever, whether you're I keep saying this, whether you're the pastor's kid yeah. or you're just uh Jimmy John over here who making sandwiches. Making sandwiches and <laughs> but he's going through a tough trial but he remembers, you know, I love cheeseburgers by uh Mr. Lunch from <laughs> the veggie tales. But no, 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 no. But in all serious, you know, it's important to plant those seeds. Absolutely. In yeah. your home, in your work or whatever it may be, that's important to do so yeah but yeah so i would say that's probably like the place we we could wrap it up there i mean that was a big big conversation a lot about not only serving but just where it starts at the the spiritual debt that you realize you have and how much the lord saved you i think that's important but Mm -hmm. i can't go without answering that first question of yours I'm, or, or that first question I gave you.
1: I'm going through a tunnel. I, I uh <laughs> you
0: talk about trials. What's that? This, this what? is a trial right trial You're
1: br- you're breaking up, Noah. I know we're <laughs> in the same room, but I can't I I can't hear you anymore. Lord I don't of the know Rings. what you're talking about.
0: I would say oh, I couldn't I couldn't. I honestly, don't
1: know. honestly probably Lord of the Rings because You
0: would you would, give up, you would put Lord of the Rings
1: in the fire? I No, no. no I would keep Lord oh, of the Rings. Okay, Sorry, okay, no, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. Because it's timeless and yes. They're, I mean, well, they are now. It's classic, but like, there's no more. I I would, they're they're still adding stuff to it, Mm -hmm. but like, for the most part, it's pretty set in stone. Like, you have The Hobbit, You got Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. You got the other ones that are long and big names, like The Silmarillion and all that jazz. You got, you got a lot of cool stuff there. But like Star Wars, they're like, We're gonna make nine hundred more movies. <laughs> and here's three more T V series and here's four more animated series. Like, it's just so much. And you know what? Like
0: At least when the Mighty Mouse took over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, if it had just stated six movies and the Clone Wars, I would have been okay with that. Although The Mandalorian's pretty sick. Yes. But yes. Lord of the Rings, best movies ever made.
0: Have you read all those books?
1: I've read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Oh,
0: my gosh. Like... <laughs> but I, I
1: I don't know if I'd ever be able to read like the other ones. I don't have time, first off. Uh, but they are really good. They are, other than, like, biblical books <laughs> and, like, Christian stuff, I mean, you could probably throw The Lord of the Rings in there, to be honest. Middle-earth uh, biblical books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many, like, allegories and all that jazz in lord of the rings and you can you can lord of the rings are my favorite christian movies <laughs> um and so yeah i mean yeah like there's a lot in them they're they're awesome they're my favorite
0: i mean gandalf is the ultimate
1: jesus in lord of the Rings because he, he comes back from the I dead but so is aragorn because he's the returning king he's, true, that's so true. it's he's it's it's muddled and it's it's all over the place but it's fine because it's really good it's classic Tolkien. yeah yeah tolkien's awesome
0: I commend you for reading the Lord of the Rings because I remember, uh, with our church, we have the library downstairs, and we they had I pretty sure it's still down there because it? it's been here forever. That big thick Lord of the Rings book, I probably rented it for like a month and only got <laughs> like ten pages into it as a ten year old. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is way too much. And I literally just went back and I swapped it for the Hobbit, and I was like, this oh, the Hobbit's so much easier. This to read. looks better. This looks better. Yeah. and I read that, and I, I literally I remember I read it before the the first hobbit came out in 2012 and i thought though that movie was gonna be the whole thing and oh, show no. up yeah. and I, it ends i'm like wait that's it and like what 12 <laughs> year old me not knowing how trilogies worked yet <laughs> but yeah. yeah but yeah those are that's uh, one of the big questions i want to ask so thank god thank god you wouldn't throw a of the rings in there no i wouldn't man, I, would throw, I couldn't i would throw star wars in there too but i just i just like i would have someone else do it for me i Sacrifice him and <laughs> just walk yeah. away. It's like, dude, do, do the work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah I. Very very fun oh. things, but, um, yeah, dude. Can
0: you can you say to, they're taking the office size and guard?
1: I can't do a good Orlando Bloom. They're, they're taking t- the office size and guard. <laughs> uh. They're taking the whole... It's the eyes It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. All right. Well, thank you, Jacob, for coming on. Uh, Good conversation. Lord of the Rings, mostly, we talked about the whole time. Lord of the Rings and our different interpretations of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys feel like this could be beneficial, be, please share it. I know I'm going to say this again in the outro, but honestly, if you feel that this could help you or someone else, please share it. This is why we do this. This is why we want to give our opinions on this, because... It can honestly speak to someone now or you know if we all get raptured and 10 years from now <laughs> someone <laughs> listens to this they find this in the realms of spotify and yeah. they're just like okay i'll give us a listen you know wow. hopefully this is a blessing to you guys but again thank you jacob for coming on
1: yeah man it was a pleasure i know
0: right. i took you away from your job now go back to the toilets
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually gonna go do worship with the kids in a little bit so <laughs> not not doing the toilet stuff not, <laughs> not right now uh, later <laughs>
0: All right, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to be on tune for new episodes and devos. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the What I Believe podcast. If you feel that this episode could help someone in need, please share it. And if you yourself want to know more about Jesus Christ or have any questions, we uh, recommend that you call this number 909-396-1884 to speak with a pastor who can answer any of your questions. Thank you for listening and may God continue to bless you.